Hola y bienvenidos a Scott y Liam contra el mar. And I'm Liam and I don't speak Spanish. Hola, soy Scott y actualmente estoy tratando de aprender español antes de armar vaya en septiembre. Liam anunciaron que voy a mañana. What the fuck is that? Is that what I'm saying? I'm, I'm learning Spanish and I'm going to be ready for when we go to uh, Marbella in September. And then I said that you don't think I'll manage it. <laughs> I don't think you'll manage it. <laughs> now people are going to be turning this off going... Why is it now in Spanish? <laughs> there's a there's a completely fluent Spanish guy in <laughs> You don't even speak fluent English, never mind fluent no. fluent Spanish. I know. Uh, so hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. We're still from Glasgow, not from Madrid. Espanol. No, if I was from Madrid it would be completely different. That's Catalonian, that's uh the eh, eh. You put the T H then. So, so yeah, that's slang, that's uh Is that a new podcast now? Yes, aye. Learning Espanol. Fun with languages, uh-huh. Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, no, nobody will subscribe to that shit. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about Maximum Overdrive. Yes. And Night of the Comet. Woo! Maximum Overdrive, do you want to give a synopsis? Um, I can just tell you um, what it is. It's Stephen King's only directorial movie. Is that, did I say that right? The only... Oh, you can't even speak English, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Go back to Spanish. <laughs> I was, going to say King, di- eh. I was going to say di- directorial debut, but then he never went on to do anything else. Like I still a debut. I still a debut, aye. So, eh, it's the only film of his, or the only story of his, that he's actually directed on his own. And yeah, what he, he says to people is they say, why don't you direct more? He says, just watch Maximum Overdrive. And I think he's selling himself short, because I think this movie is yeah, fantastic. What we should have done is just get a amount of cocaine and just took it and watched it and I think it'd be better because <laughs> well, it's just everything is it's just tits out man just I don't think there is any tits out in this movie I just mean <laughs> it's just, <laughs> the movie in general is just tits out yeah it's just tits out uh, this movie uh, a comet comes within range of earth and begins circling the planet but a strange chain reaction comes to force suddenly machines everywhere have become their own masters beginning a horrifying deathly and violent revolt against their masters can the shell shock survivors escape to a place where mad machines cannot reach them? That's quite a badly written. That's actually off the DVD one. I think this is some kind of pirated one I've got for you. That's the front cover of that DVD is horrid. It's horrendous. It's just a Milo Estevez. It could be any movie. Except the Mighty Ducks, that was brilliant. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the Mighty Ducks. No, this is a Milo Estevez. He's, he's finest right now. This is just post Brat Pack, uh, Brat Pack isn't it? And that's Pre Mighty Ducks. Aye. No. Mighty Ducks was the, his finest. Uh, is overrated and Mighty Ducks is... The Brat Pack, the Brat Pack was good. Nah. Breakfast Club was brilliant. And then, and then, but no, and then Mighty Ducks, he's, it's kind of... If you watch it when you're a kid, you've got fond memories, but... No, I, bought, I bought the Mighty Ducks the other week there off, off eBay and I've, I think I watched half of it and I was like, a young Joshua Jackson just does my and I just kind of watch him. What one's Joshua Jackson? Pacey for Dawson's Creek. He's like oh, the main right. guy that he kind of looks after. There's yeah. no fun it. It's not a fucking brilliant film. But, I mean, he's... Just so rough and ready you, in this movie. Every week you find some way to upset me before we even start this. <laughs> That's when we get the best results. It, <laughs> it seems to be. Is so, uh, no, but Amelia Estevez is just so rough and ready in this movie. Look at him, he's so sexy. Well, he's little. He's <laughs> little stubble. <laughs> he's eating. Eh? How long so, do you think it took him to grow that stubble? Oh God, since they left the Brat Pack, I think. <laughs> 
So yeah, what are your thoughts on Maximum Overdrive? Well, first I want to say, did you know that Milo S. is Charlie Sheen's brother? Yeah. Did any of you listeners know that? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably. Did any of you Spanish listeners have a fucking clue who said it's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Milo S. would. <laughs> I bet he would. Did you know that uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, Martin Sheen are stage names? And they called him Michael Sheen there. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen. Uh, is he? You know, he was. He was married to Kate Beckinsale. Michael Sheen? Yeah. Well, well done, because he doesn't look as if they'd uh, managed to, to do that. He looks like Andy Serkis. He does look like Andy Serkis, eh? Charlie Sheen was married to Denise Richards. So but she's was. a bit of pain in the ass when you. He also him. then get kind of married or lived with like three pro, uh, porn stars. <laughs> well. As you do. Yeah. But that's the stage name. His real name is uh, Carlos Irwin Estevez, did you know that? No one they changed it. And. Uh, Mar- uh, Martin Sheen's real name is uh, Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. I would have kept that. <laughs> that's it's on his passport. I seen him on like the Graham Norton show or something, and he showed his passport, and it's like the Estevez is your name. So that's Emilio Estevez is, is his actual name, and the other two have changed stage names. This whole episode is very Spanish sounding. <laughs> yeah, you need to have a theme, don't you? <laughs> See, <laughs> right to the movie. Uh, night, uh, the whatever. intro song, or oh, the soundtrack is completely done by ACDC, and it's. I don't like ACDC, but it works. Aye, it totally works. Just because it's 80s cheese. Now, I was wondering, is it, see, when it comes on, are are these songs that they've released as actual songs, or do they write songs for this movie? Because I'm not a big ACDC fan, so I don't know specifically. Yeah, because it's like Thunderstruck and stuff. It's like big songs. Thunderstruck, isn't it? Because the intro song is a song I'd never heard before, but it it really worked. I think Stephen King asked them to do it, and then he started, he sang word for word one of their full albums, like his favourite album. And ACDC went, alright, okay, well, if you're that big a fan, we'll do it. And that's how they did it. It's pretty cool. But Stephen King also said he was in so much cocaine throughout this entire film <laughs> that he didn't actually know what he was doing. And it makes sense if you watch it. <laughs> I mean, the film doesn't really make much sense at all, does it? But it's, it's brilliant. The bit where they, well, the bit where they're on the baseball field at the start, uh-huh. and the machine's spitting the cans out, none of the cans explode, and they're coming out at like 100 yeah. million an hour. The cans would explode. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's overlooked that. But then he, he redeems himself by, and like, two seconds later, uh, runs a wee boy over with a steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's to be the best kill he ever could see. It's just fantastic. I mean, it's like, but, see, I was thinking that, see if he ran over a steamroller in real life. Like, this, obviously, in this movie, he gets run over in the grass, so he would sink into the grass, but he'd probably still die. So he would get 100% see, still see die. If you're, see if you ran over a steamroller, you'd be in the excruciating pain as it broke all your legs and all that, right? Uh-huh. But, it would push all your blood up the way and you would pop somewhere. You ever think that? Yeah. You would pop because it would push all your insides up and then you'd fill up to the top till eventually your skin would just snap open and you'd burst. A pretty brutal way to go. Yeah. I never ever thought it'd be a nice way to go. <laughs> well. I never thought of peacefully in my sleep or steamroller because <laughs> I'd sink into the grass and I'd just pop. I've thought about getting run over my steamroller before. That's weird. That's so strange. Uh, do you know what else I really liked about this? The Green Goblin truck. Yeah. How much do you I mean, share a Green Goblin truck? That is the iconic image from this movie, isn't it? I mean, that yeah. big truck. And it's obviously they put it in as if that's the leader truck because it's got the big face yeah, yeah. And, and, um, if you've not If you've not seen it, it's a big black Mack truck with like a. I don't know. I think like it's like the Green Goblin feel like um, Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like a exactly six foot like. fiberglass uh, Green Goblin face and the eyes light up. Yeah. When the truck's angry, I'd love to drive Which, it. Also, did you notice throughout this whole thing, it's meant to be that the trucks are driving themselves, 
but they don't even try and hide the fact there's drivers in the cab. There's a few scenes like the lorry's reversing, and you can clearly see the guy. <laughs> I in didn't it. even. Uh... It's as if they've not even thought. Oh, we should maybe try hiding. Did they not like dress him in black or anything? Like? No, no. Okay, There's a guy sitting in a trucker hat just reversing a truck. <laughs> I never noticed before. And also, what I did, it's the only Stephen King story, like out of all his books, uh, he's shining and everything that's not set in Maine. Ah, yes. He loves uh, he loves uh, Maine, doesn't he? Because if you read any of his books or watch any of his kind of films that stick to his stories uh, it's always New England it's uh, New England Maine, Bangor Castle Rock I think it's an invented wee village and that's what his production company is Castle Rock uh, thingies the films like Castle Rock Entertainment see um, when he's right see when he's uh, the the boss speaks to Emil Estevez and like he finds out that he's a felon and he's like on parole or something and that's why he's working in this this gas station and the the guy who owns the gas station is kind of conning them into working for less paying them for less than they're working um, when he comes out and he clocks his thing he clocks in his, his ticket and one of the other names and it's called Gene Pool and I don't know what that means in relevance to the story but it certainly um, it's a front it's, a, it's not a real name is it that's what cocaine will do <laughs> <laughs> that's what, uh, I, I thought that was weird see when he's talking to him and you find out he's a, uh, yeah. a parolee it's like oh that star means you're on parole at school when I used to get a star it's because I was being good <laughs> such a weird way to, why don't they just put parole at the top of the, the check-in you picture the handcuffs or something yeah might as well the movie's ridiculous there is, there's a lot to pick up about the movie and see how it's shite basically what I'm going to see is the trucks the hike at the beginnings the trucks and that start to drive just in small sections yeah like as if they're slowly gaining their energy um, and then later on they're obviously fully fully on the go um, but then there's inconsistencies with some machines still working the way they're supposed to, whereas other machines are completely taken over by yeah. like having their own, having their own, uh, their own life. Like the woman that does Lisa Simpson's voice, like her car. Yep, yeah, Adley Smith. It, it doesn't ever. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to come later on. Like when they jump through the gap in the trucks, like their car still, they're still driving their it's car. Fine. It is like it's like Brum on acid. <laughs> Brum used to just go out and go to like some Yorkshire village go to a museum chill out and these things lawnmowers just fucking kill you imagine bro on acid they should they should redo that like they tra- their cars are alive right the, 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 when Lisa Simpson's driving in with, uh, with our new man they're driving in and they drive past a junkyard and the lights start flashing as if the all cars are like oh, getting taken control of but yeah. um, theirs, theirs just never does but the biggest question I've got to do is why the hell would you marry her in the first place? She's got a weird face. Curtis! <laughs> I can't do it. I was like, does he say what she's saying? I was like, Marge saying. I know. See when the... Um, see when the trucks all start moving and all they can think about doing is just circling the petrol station. Why don't they just drive through it? Well, they explain that later on in the movie because there's a basement and they knew they're too heavy that they'll just go straight through. Right, did they just add that in at the end because they thought, oh shit, we've just filmed 50 <laughs> minutes of them driving outside. Now we need to put a reason as to why they didn't just drive through the building. Yeah, probably, likely, eh? In Bic, when, when was this done? 1986? Yeah. Bic pens must not have sold any because the whole movie, there's a Bic lorry just sits outside and it doesn't actually go and deliver <laughs> any pens. <laughs> and that annoyed me the whole way through the thing. Just, there's guys... 
like a state away, really wanting some fucking pens. But if right, but the truck's been taken over, the truck's not still doing the the humans' work. It's it's doing its own job now, which is to destroy the people. No. 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 When Lisa Simpson and her man get to the first rest stop Curtis. and they discover when Curtis, Curtis get to the first rest stop and realise that there's something going on. There's like they see a guy dead against the uh, the ground and then there's totally like blood all up the wall like away up on the roof like on a clock and that it's like how does like what happened to make that happen obviously somebody was killed but I mean Stephen King on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah just throw up you got a bucket of blood yeah just throw it up against <laughs> that wall it'll be cool it's all the little things I, th- I did really enjoy it it's the first time I've seen this I really I did enjoy it it was fun just to shut your mind off and just go with it but there was some wee bits when it's going around the truck at one point, I'm sure it's a Green Goblin truck, the tyre tread is so illegal. So illegal? Yeah. And I'm watching it going, no, oh, come on. You can get pulled for that. And if all the tyres are that, you'd lose your licence. And he's supposed to, the boy who drives that truck before it all went, should, really up, check should have it. known that, eh? Rather than spending all his money on a big fucking fiberglass Green Goblin, we <laughs> get new tyres, mate. So it's all the wee foibles that kind of annoy me. It's, it's, it is just like a fun nonsense movie in it I mean it really isn't there's no point to it as such no there's definitely no point to it I mean you could argue that this it's like uh, it's about human interaction and uh, it's like how how a group of people react when they're faced with like ad- adversity like uh, if you notice like the characters that are seemed like the, the cowards become the heroes and all the, the big hard men at the start when they're like meant to stand like step up they kind of hide away yeah. in the back and don't do anything so it's kind of like I suppose you really look at like human behaviour as such but I mean, it's cliched because you don't actually know. Like a hard man might step up and also be brave when it comes to it, or a coward might continue to be cowardly what when, this, when it comes. I think I'd step up. I genuinely do. I think that my whole life is waiting for like something like this to happen. What if the vehicles don't understand Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive by. Uh, do you get Spanish cars? I imagine you do. Eh? I don't. Does Spain make cars? Opal. It's like Vauxhall, but it's called Opal in Spain. Yeah. I don't know, man. The, it could also be, in fact, it probably is about man's reliance on technology. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, they say like, at the end, they're like, oh, maybe tomorrow it'll be our world again. And someone else goes, I don't know. Was it ever? <laughs> oh, so profound. It, it's profound, but it's also cheesy as fuck. <laughs> oh, there's loads <laughs> of cheesy lines, man. See the one where... where um, uh, Emilio gets away with the bird that comes in and then she's like you make love like a hero <laughs> like oh my <laughs> and in fact I can't believe I forgot about it to now the stupidest thing is the jukebox in the diner has a picture of the last supper on it it's a last supper jukebox <laughs> where would you even buy that it's Jesus and the disciples and just underneath it are all the tracks but you know what the bible belt's like in America I but Jesus doesn't play ACDC does he? well he clearly didn't because they didn't exist then but I think <laughs> perhaps he would well I'd, I I want to know where you buy a Last Supper jukebox eBay I don't even think eBay's good I like he's um, he's, he's, he's when he goes in right when he goes tries to get inside the uh, the Green Goblin truck the first time he creates a, like a wee makeshift knuckle duster we holding the, the keys between his fingers but it's like you're just like I, I don't know. know. I know that did that once. I actually punched a boy and looked seriously hurt him. <laughs> but that well. was a criminal investigation. <laughs> well, that's why Emilio says he's a felon. 
like there are some annoying characters in this uh, in this movie, but I kind of deny that I love this movie. Yardley Smith's voice is so irritating. But in saying that, she's managed to sustain a career for twenty six yeah. years as a voiceover artist, and she's probably which rich is eyes. good because I don't think she would have. I don't think she's got the face for cinema. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I her. Uh, I think she's been in a few movies, yeah. but obviously mainly The Simpsons. I think she's better looking now than she was younger. Yeah. When I see her face, I thought, yeah. oh, that's a weird one. But you, you kind of, what would she have been there? Like 20, 22 or something in this yeah. movie? You, um, you get, you get, obviously you get that people do kind of get better looking through different decades and whatever else, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, our, our voice, it's not, you know how like, you get like Hank Azaria that's on The Simpsons and does like a range of different voices, it's yeah. not his actual voice. Like that is her voice. Like her voice is Lisa Simpson, she's not putting that on. That's just her voice, that's how she speaks all the time. It's pretty irritating. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Although, in a movie like this, is anything too much? <laughs> well, what I want to talk about next to find out if it's too much is the, the wee uh, the wee boy who is like some kind of action man doll or something. He's got weird kind of plastic skin that's like, he's just, he's like strangely... Are you I, going to say attractive? I don't want to say <laughs> like, and like creepy pedo, but he's like, he's like a perfect person, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like his hair's all like kind of like jock perfect, and his face is like all jock perfect. Do you fancy that little <laughs> boy? But he's just there's just something really weird about his skin. <laughs> but I've written. You should have ever said that in Spanish. <laughs> Only your Spanish listeners in the new era. No, but I have, I, have, I, have, I have written down that uh, he's got a bigger pout than all the Kandash- all the Kardashians put together. Just the whole movie, just just pouts. I looked him up I think this is the only movie he ever done oh no he did that uh, the one with all the geese fly oh fly away home That's I love that movie that was good was it Claire do you know what Claire Danes it was in it was it do you know no it was uh, Anna Paquin about the same time as that the movie The Indian in the Cupboard came out this is a complete digression The Indian in the Cupboard is that one with yeah. the weed I love told... that movie oh. you know you can't get it anywhere and the I don't Indian know if it's cupboard. because it's The Indian in the Cupboard if they now see it as racist oh yeah but you can't buy it anyway. Political correctness gone mad. And I loved that film. So da. They stabbed him with his wee knife in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is a complete digression. The little boy that you fancy. See, <laughs> uh, at the end, when he knows Morse code. All that else there, but the little boy knows because he got a merit badge. I don't know what merit badges are worth, <laughs> but he was fucking good at Morse code. I, I, I wrote that down as well. Like, he's like, I got a merit badge in it. <laughs> yeah, like I very good. How convenient is like you know it's like it's like comic book stuff. You know how like they never read any like, kind of comic books when they go ah, ah oh I've defeated you now because I've got this big you know like this weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> ah, didn't you know I had the power to avert the weapon of mass destruction? <laughs> ha ha ha! You like ah, 60s, how convenient. Sixties Batman. Aye, it's just I bought it for Christmas and everything. It'll end in a cliffhanger, and Batman and Robin will be tied up in some wall, and the next episode it'll be like ah. Yeah. In my utility belt, yeah. I had this wall scraper thing. Yeah. Where, no, you didn't. Just so convenient, isn't it? I just that's the that, wall that's scraper kind of... thing is not ever in an episode. Oh, yeah. I just stopped watching it. But I, I know what you mean. I know what you. Mean. It's... Um, we should do an episode just in sixties Batman. See, but then I need to sit and watch sixties Batman. I don't know if I'm game for that. What? Can't do it, man. So you come in here, you tell me you fancy little boys, you tell me you don't want to watch sixties Batman. Ah, the lawnmower scene is cool I quite, I quite like the idea of a lawnmower killing folk did you hear what actually happened on set what well I didn't hear it either already <laughs> the one of the remote control lawnmowers get a bit out of hand 
and it like drove over a log and it shot up loads of splinters of wood into it was either the director of photography or a cameraman, it was someone's eye and blinded them in that eye and the guy sued Stephen King for something like eighteen million dollars. <laughs> which is probably again why Stephen King doesn't direct <laughs> anymore. Did he win? Yeah. Not me. I think he won. To be honest he did get blind in one eye. Yeah. But yeah, that's that one more. Um see when you've got like a at the end you know oh sorry I'll, I'll see the, the part where the wee, the wee boy's kind of going through the, the, the town to try and see I think he's going back to his own house to see if there's anybody there and he's looking at all the devastation and everything that's happened and um, there's a dog lying outside of the road with like a remote control car in its mouth like oh, yeah. how does that how did that ha- <laughs> how did that ton of events happen how did the wee you know I'm assuming it's a battery powered or like a like a wind up toy driving into the dog <laughs> by, by jumping in its mouth it's nonsense, but then also see the see the end when um, I can't remember. So there's a machine that um, is grassing them in. If you remember, there's the scene where they're hiding somewhere, yeah. and there's a machine grasses them in. Humans here, humans here, <laughs> humans here. It's like how how the hell does it manage to spell? Like like, I just it just uh, the ugh. whole movie is illogical. Oh yeah, but I do I like the way it's shot. I like it was fun. It was fun just to switch your mind off for the hour and a half or whatever, enjoy it, and then go, well, that was a load of fucking shit. Do you know what I, I, I can't even remember writing. I've no idea how does it spell, how does it speak, because it's no, do you know what I it's, remember, it's the, um, it's the drive-thru, the drive-thru board that you would speak to in order your McDonald's. Oh, I tr- you need a human. Yeah, it's a human that speaks through it, it's a microphone, it's a speaker, it's not a, it's not, you know, the, the machine doesn't work it. Ugh. Ah, Stephen King, cocaine. And then you, but you've got the end uh, when they're when they're leave when they run they, they leave and then they they, they, they escape like spoiler spoiler they escape or a couple of them escape a couple of them die across the way. <laughs> that was um, enough <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, um, they've got in a boat. How the hell is the boat not affected by the the comet? Is it the comet's then passed? Because at the very no, because at the end it says the still got like two or three days. Is it not? No, but it says there was a Russian weather satellite shot down shot down a UFO or a something. UFO. And the Russian weather satellite wasn't like armed with nukes or torpedoes or no, not torpedoes. So some that sort of sorted it. It really it didn't explain it. Again, I think it's Steam King gets to a point and goes, <laughs> "Oh shit, it, well, let's just throw this in." So it makes slight sense. The um, but so they jump on and then there's a guy who goes to to jump on the boat and he stops because there's a woman hanging dead out of a car and she he steals a, a wedding ring or an engagement ring, this big diamond ring, and then he dies. And that still brings up, even at the very end, even when the world goes to shit, the moral issue that, you know, don't be a dick. Yeah. You can't, you'll, you'll, you know. <laughs> the theme of if you steal, you will die. That's it. I mean, just don't be a dick. That's yeah. the, every bit's a great motto to live by, I'd say. Yeah. See, the end when they start fueling up all the, the trucks. Yeah. Who's paying for that fuel? Well, nobody, because the world's ended. Yeah, but it's. No, it's not. It's only for a temporary for a few days. I bet you don't know that. They don't know that this time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I, I want to know who's paying for the fuel. <laughs> From a suspension of disbelief, I need to know who's paying for the fuel. Who's who's picking up that receipt? Well, the owner of the gas stop will be paying for the fuel. He just doesn't know it yet. Well, surely that's them out of the game. The what? Well, well, that's it. After this happens, then the diner and petrol station will be no more if he spent all that money on fuel. Was fuel expensive in the 80s? Mm, this don't get ever expensive in America. No. 
Oh well, just forget that whole point. But I had to say that you see the whole obviously without the trucks going mental and like coming to life and trying to attack everyone, the whole diner idea, mm-hmm. I love it. Like I would, that, like that's that would see his, without being a felon, see his job just like cooking the eggs, cooking the fry, cook stuff. Like I'd love that. I would. That seems Is appealing that just to me. Because it seems just like stereotypical young American. Yeah. That's why. Yep that and look at all the young handsome little boys that might come in and get some eggs from <sighs> that's not a rumour you should you want to be starting started it myself I never I just I just never started that at all so we've basically just ran through everything that happens in Maximum Overdrive just a nonsense party what would you rate it I would rate this 8 cheesy lines out of 10 I say I love this movie and for Stephen King's only uh, directorial effort it's great I think it's uh, the, I think the cast is top notch uh, aside from some annoying lines and some annoying deliveries but I think it all works well we made you can't you understand you can't do this we made you I think it sets up a bomb in the road perfectly the only question I've got is why isn't the boat alive? I'd give it it's hard, I'd give it a five because too many things kinda upped me with it. But I did really enjoy it. I d I don't know. I think you need to really, really be shit for me not to enjoy a film. <laughs> so my rating system really you can't rely on it. Because I love I love this, but it's still a five. If that makes sense. Just this this what this movie I think I watched it the first time when I was maybe about twelve or thirteen and I watched it. It was on telly late at night when I should have been sleeping, probably a school night, and I was stayed up in my room, with my earphones stuck into telly, listening. So I was quiet, and I, this is one of the movies that, and I just it's a special, you know, like affinity towards it. You just you just can't you just always look fondly look back in it, and I think that's why I like it so much. Did you fancy a little boy back then as well? You're missing the point. I don't fancy the wee boy. He's just handsome. He's just handsome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you've not seen Maximum Overdrive, get drunk and watch it. It's it's fun. It's a fun yeah, hat. It's, it's a fun, fun and a half. Don't it's expect a... to be blown away or have it answer any questions. It's nonsense, but it's it's good fun. It's fun, disposable bargain bin horror. Yes. Is it even horror? Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. Yeah. The little boy getting run over. Some other changes. Most of you guys had finals this week. <laughs> Later. Their history, they're cancelled. The legal drinking age is now 10, but you will need ID. Let's be real. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies on the hit line. That's 555 4487. Did you get it? 555 hit. And now that brings us on to. Night of the Comet from 1984. I fucking love this movie. Life can be tough when you're a valley girl. First, there's making sure you're in time for pep squad practice. Then there's having to live under the same roof as your bitchy stepmother, who, you suspect, is making it with Chuck from across the road. And then, of course, there's having to keep the lookout for the occasional marauding zombie hungering after your flesh. Wow. What it's not to like. What it's not to like, indeed. (laughs) Actually, I only... Because HMB were doing that five arrow video yeah. thing for 30 quid, I picked it up. 
I was like, I'm just going to give this a go and watched it again right afterwards. Yep, I watched it on Loved Netflix it. first um, and enjoyed it and then got more into doing this podcast and appreciating movies on a kind of bigger scale and bought it in the same deal on HMB yeah. and watched it again. I think I've watched it twice since and I will watch it many times again afterwards. It's just the cast, uh, Catherine Mary Stewart playing Regina and Kelly Maroney, Samantha. Kelly Maroney, who's becoming quite a, a regular fixture on Scotland vs. Evil. Yes, she's uh, uh, retweeting faves, so she is. Both 80s babes. Yes. Just Scream queens. They're brilliant in this. Like, yeah. They, they play off the 80s ball. Kelly Maroney plays the 80s. Kelly Maroney is so 80s. I've never seen anybody quite as 80s <laughs> as, as her in this movie. They play the kind of airheads. Valley Girls, that's what it is. But they also like they own they have their own serious kind of real life issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kelly Rowan just kinda of wants to find someone. Mm-hmm. Accepted Regina They're growing up and, and, and she wakes up after sex. But then they find it obviously tough, like their split family. Like that doesn't think it tells you what happened to their mum, does it? But um She's clearly no, not there. It's just the, the, this the wicked stepmom. Like, yeah. Fucking proper laser out, I know. There's some punch. <laughs> a couple of these slaps and then fucking decks her so she can get with Chuck. The movie's just. It's so interesting and fun for see for an 80s cheesy kind of sci fi. It's fucking. It's good, man. See when, it, see when they were in the house and they were. They were. They were uh, the mum's punches her. And. Um, like I couldn't hear what she said to explain where the dad was, but I think it was racist. <laughs> oh yeah, it was uh, when he's down in Banana Land, <laughs> oh. and he's he's meant to be in Honduras. Go. Um, is that racist then, or is that just with the grow bananas? I have no idea. Who knows? Let's hope it isn't. Let's hope it's just with the grow bananas and that he's been ignorant. It's the eighties though. It's the eighties, eh? It's yeah, like, a lot more than the eighties. Casual racism is allowed. That's not my opinion. It's just in the eighties. It was, <laughs> it wasn't frowned upon. See when, uh, so basically, what it says is the comet flies overhead and the comet fries everybody to dust. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what happens. Some people who didn't get fried instantly become zombies as they slowly turn into dust. That's that's what yeah, the scientists yeah. kind of explained. How, how? I mean, just because they were inside, is that how they were saved? Because everybody in the world outside looking at this fucking comet. Yeah, well, they were meant to be. It was like a big because it was the first time since like the dinosaurs get wiped out that this comet had been. So As I try to say it was the same Kelly, comet that wiped us. Kelly Maroney says that she spent the night in like some sort of shed. shed. So the shed could be built with steel lining or something yeah, lining. Something that would stop how it affected. Uh, Regina was in the cinema. Because her boyfriend was fine, and then gets eaten or killed, bludgeoned to death with the the first zombie. Uh, The Robert Beltran character, who you'll know from Star Trek. He was in his truck? Yeah, he was in his truck with some girl he picked up. Teen Star Trek? He was in Star Trek, yeah. I don't know who he plays in Star Trek, because I don't watch it, because Star Wars is better. (laughs) But uh, he was quite a... I think he was quite a prolific guy in Star Trek. Which Star Trek? Well, that's that is the question. Voyager. But no, I didn't watch Voyager. Didn't watch any of them because well, well according to IMDb is Commander Shakoti. Yeah. Ah, fucking Star Trek, man. Star Trek, that's all right, man. It's good. I put it on Netflix. It's even it was all on Netflix when the movie came out. Uh, 
I get stoned a few nights and try to watch it, but I kept falling asleep before the credits had finished at the start, and I'd wake up and I was like four episodes in, and I'd say, try to watch it again, and I just kept doing that until eventually I went, do you know what, I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> so, I don't not like Star Trek because it's rubbish, I don't like Star Trek because I keep falling asleep during it. <laughs> See, see how like the next day when everything's supposed to get started back up again mm-hmm. and everybody's dead there's like a clown at the uh, like a used car sales sales uh, car lot and whether the world has ended or not that clown is creepy as fuck yeah it's a creep- all clowns are creepy all as fuck all clowns are creepy as fuck did you notice in the cinema there's a poster in the back of the door it's a Clark red, Gable and something's called Red Dust is that a real movie? yeah yeah it is and that's obviously everybody turns into Red Dust when this thing uh, zooms in it I thought the makeup effects were pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. For uh, the time. I think the guy had done it. I think this was like his first lead uh, effects supervisor role. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong there. I didn't know his name. But I thought they were done well. The, the cop, the dream cop zombies. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really well done. I liked that scene. Well, they use the, they use the dream cops as like the promotion of the artwork and stuff. That's what's in the cover of my, yeah, the DVDs yeah, that cover your screen. Uh, did you know the, DVD, uh, the cases are... Reversible? Yes. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, although the one that they give you on the front is better. I just like it that way. It's usually... Although I got big trouble in Little China as well. And the, the cover on the inside way better. Because it's the, the cheesy, yeah. cartoony poster. I've never seen that movie before. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you can tell this is the 80s because a cinema ticket only costs <laughs> like $3. Whereas now it costs you... Fucking an arm and a leg. Yeah. 25 quid. It's ridiculous. I've got a problem with this movie. Do you know what it is? Yeah, go for it. You know how Regina's supposed to be like into playing the arcade games? Like she's supposed to yeah. be working, she's playing arcade games and she's got her name on all the top ten. Then DMK steals one of her positions and messes yeah. her up. Well, the next day when she gets up after, before she realises everybody's disappeared, she goes to play it and she beats his sixth position score and then erases his name. He would go to position seven. He would just get erased off the board. He would now be seventh place. Oh yeah, that's true. So, but she's a good looking lassie, so she can do what she wants. <laughs> she can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. I fucking yeah. wait big here. I don't know. I take it she done all things. Yeah, uh, they were soap actors. Uh, I watched the special features and both Kelly Maroney and uh, I forget her name. Uh, thingy Mary Stewart or something is that right Catherine Catherine Mary Stewart Catherine she, um, Mary Stewart. both of them they were soap actors uh, and that's what they said when they went into doing this movie uh, both of them were Kane and Yuti movies and it was a uh, they, they thought it was a surprise like getting more than one take because they'd usually have to go in and do it yeah, straight, straight away because they didn't have time because they had to film episodes at, like one a day kind of thing so they um, either were both soap actors also what I found out um, is you know how like when they're downtown and it's like a full city and it's like completely empty mm-hmm. they filmed on Christmas Day really? that's how it was empty because everybody was off work and that's the that it. probably saved them some amount of money so they didn't have it. to shut off, shut off any of the town they'd done it all on Christmas and that's what they said like, there's there's some shots they had to either reshoot or whatever because there was people in the background like just the odd person yeah. like the, the losers that are out on Christmas Day yeah <laughs> unless you work on Christmas Day then I'm not calling you a loser I know some people have yeah. to work Liam Mary Warrenov's in it who's this like kind of horror icon she was in House of the Devil right she might do in an episode who is she in Night of the Comet she is the see the think tank woman that like doesn't want to bring oh yes back. yes oh so she ah oh, yeah uh, I, 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 I know you I, but she's quite like iconic she's quite mm-hmm. a prolific I do I, you're right, I completely recognise her uh, so she I thought she was really good in it mm-hmm. I liked her wee scene where 
she's getting on the road out because she's starting to turn. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's quite emotional. Mm-hmm. I thought all the characters and the script were really strong. I, I I really did like it. Do you know what I felt when I was watching it? I felt that um, it's. I mean, it's what is it like 90, 90 minutes, ninety five minutes long, yeah. and it, it feels as if it rushes through it. And I don't know if that's that's not a bad thing. Um, it's. I mean, it's enjoyable, but he feels as if you just go straight through the movie and you're at the end before you know it. Like you're. You've got you get so many sections. You've got the original section, like them discovering that the the world's mm-hmm. ended. You've got moving on to the mall. They've got their own kind of wee mall sequence. Um, it's very Dawn of the Dead. It's very Dawn of the Dead. It's very um, like eighties montage, like they're dancing yeah. on his Cindy Lauper. Well, it's no Cindy Lauper's version, but it's it's one of her songs, and um, it's well written by somebody else before she covered mm-hmm. it, I think. Um, and then you move on to the the lab section mm-hmm. at the end. Um, Sides. I mean, it's, but it rushes through all these these different places. I don't feel it's rushed. I feel it's it, it maybe seems rushed, but it's just because you're enjoying it. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a good thing because you're enjoying it. You you, you want the movie to last longer. Yeah. I thought the think tank folk like see if these are all the the world's top scientists. Why haven't they found a, a color other than grey? The whole <laughs> the whole lab, everything you wear, <laughs> everything is grey. It's just all monochrome. But they don't want any distractions. They just want to work on their work. That sounds shit. But that's the, that's the life of a scientist. They think they're the only people left in the world. Sprinkle a bit of colour there. That's the last thing in their mind. Changing rooms. Get Carol Smiley in. <laughs> Sprinkle some colour about there. Make it attractive. Can't repopulate the world in a monochrome room. Well, maybe you can. Uh, I thought the script was very Joss Whedon. It was 80s cheese, but clever. There's like a lot of irony in it, and it was. I, I really enjoyed this film. See, why did they shoot the car? Why did they shoot the yeah, car? It's not target practice, because they're just shooting. It's like that's like. It's like aiming at the sky, and that's your target practice. Do you know what I mean? It's like aiming at the ground. It's still, well, it is a target. Because if you can't hit the car, then you can't hit a zombie. The car's massive, comparison to the. the well, the it's like The Walking Dead, where the zombies are always slow as shit and. Right, but it's because there's millions of them yeah. The Walking Dead it would be scary you know what see when you die in a zombie apocalypse because uh, the Germans are now trying to reanimate brains <laughs> yep it's happening that um, you will uh, <laughs> you'll see do you know they like you know when they're shooting the car uh, that whole kind of scene's improvised because the, the guns they had got the Max were did keep sticking and jamming and, uh, which made me think that they're actually shooting real guns they're no prop guns they're actually <laughs> shooting real guns because they wanted to that get was Christmas day <laughs> just out in the street shooting up some some guy goes to work on Monday like after Christmas day on the 27th my car's been shot to bits um, the, uh, the guns were actually jamming and they, they improvised it like daddy with a gat on his Uzis it's, um, it's like an iconic line from it yeah. it's like one of the taglines but it's weird you don't think it is set at Christmas because They've put in like Christmas trees and different Christmas lights and that because obviously in case they were shooting outside in the real world, some of these decorations were up. But because it's in California, it looks hot as fuck, and that yeah. just seems weird to me. Like Christmas uh, is cold and snowing. When it, it says Merry Christmas on the wall, I think at no point it said it's Christmas. Like why? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought has that just been left in by mistake? But it's, uh, it must have been to cover like any it. outside shoots. It's quite clever. Mm-hmm. Unlike Maximum Overdrive, that they just put the drivers in and don't get a fine fuck about coming in. See, see when you, see when you go to the lab and you see them kind of working on something. Mm-hmm. How the hell did anybody cope before there was Windows on computers? I know. She's just—I don't even know how understand how you'd work it. I remember my dad had a computer and it was just like a black screen with green writing on it, and he used to type essays and stuff on it. I'm like, how the? 
How did you work <laughs> it? My grandpa still got his Amstrad, and we used to love like, take it out, and you put Paperboy in, and you go back an hour later, and Paperboy had loads of and you could play Paperboy. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was great. But it's simpler times. Oh, much simpler times. Simpler times. See when you go to the mall, right, and they they um they're dancing about trying on all the clothes and all that, and then it turns out there's some creepy weird teenagers about the same age as them hiding in there. Yeah, half zombie their first, guys. Their first idea is to were they zombies? Yeah, they were they were turning. Because oh, yeah, that's why I... the guy's face thing kind of goes weird. Ah, oh, right, okay. Because I thought they were just survivors the same as they two, and I thought it was weird. That, I mean, I know that um as we've seen in other kind of survival uh, TV shows and whatever else that the, you need to fear the living. Um, more than anything else that um, I thought it was weird that they would just instantly go like always shoehorning the walking <laughs> dead <laughs> to, see if, to see if to see if you're like uh, you're like the last couple of guys on earth and then two hot birds jump in the mall that you're in would your first instinct be to go and shoot them probably <laughs> because did you see how they handled guns it's true it's them or you that's it I suppose but then like they didn't they didn't seem as if they're fear of bullets like you think you'd be fear of the bullets they're, she's running up throwing shoes at them and all that and they're turning around with shotguns Kelly like, Maroney has tiny feet there's, All right. <laughs> there's the scene after the cop dream where she goes in and she's got little canvas shoes and it also looks like a little baby's <laughs> a little baby's canvas shoes <laughs> like a leg just goes out your stumps <laughs> but then it zooms up and her feet are normal size I don't know if it's something if it's something to do with the wide skin or her feet looked <laughs> tiny and I thought oh my god she has tiny little feet so if a girl with tiny little feet ran out of the mall I was hiding in I'd shoot her no but would you not prefer tiny little feet than big feet and what I'm just saying is, if anyone came out of my mall, I'd shoot them. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Even if they had no feet. Oh, I maybe wouldn't they? They've like, had a hard time as it is. The, um, but it's just like, that. I just didn't, I just thought it was a bit too too much. It was, it was just quite quickly, I mean, I suppose I had to advance the story on to get to the lab guys to then end the story. Um, if they, that wasn't about being in the mall, it wasn't about surviving there, the story was about going to the lab. That was the, the end point, the third act. Yeah. So you had just had to have this, action I suppose in the middle before the pal comes back because he left didn't he yeah the guy for Star Trek he left and comes back he left back. to find his mum or to like where he goes home yeah and realises they're all gone yeah that's emotional but if he came out of the wall I'd have shot him as well <laughs> see the science guys I think I've got the same belt as them really <laughs> see their white belt with the studs on it uh. <laughs> I'm sure I had the same belt in my emo days <laughs> Ah, but when did it? When was this? Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, eighty-six. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> In nineteen eighty-four, I was minus one. A smart ass. Uh, yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd give this. I loved it. I'd probably give it an eight. Uh, I will give it an eight as well. I'm giving it eight shite Uzis out of ten. Yeah. I thought that the cast, the cast was really strong. Both both girls played it brilliantly. I just want to jump in then with two two last points before three last points before we move on. The the bag that she's got, the white bag that's like plastic where the lines in it now. Lauren's got that. She bought it for like a shop yeah. just re- re- relatively recently. Uh, at the end, the DMK who put this uh, yeah, he, he the points in here appears, and he's got, got quite a funny line when she says, "Oh, nice car." Yeah, I got like twenty three of them because obviously <laughs> stole them all. Uh, oh, that's what I'm assuming he stole them all rather than he than he was rich before. She just jumps in the car and drives away them just like that. But she all the whole thing she wanted to Some, find someday. someone, and then uh, the guy for Star Trek and the wee boy are brilliant at catch. <laughs> yeah, throwing that ball <laughs> way back for it, and he's just catching it one handed on that. But, I nah. thought I thought that scene was a bit weird. Like they all they've dressed up as they became like, a family, like, like the family like this, now your your kids. Yeah. Uh, 
wearing their dad suits. But I suppose that's the um, just what I kind of keep on society. I think you would get people. You would you would want to continue society because it's what human. It's the only thing humans have known their whole life. Society. I, I don't know. See if it just comes out. It's just you and one lassie. Kick about in the nude on that. If it's just you and one lassie, would you, on would you bother repopulating the earth? You'd be shattered. <laughs> I just I'd be, all right. This could be controversial. I would just go right. Do you know what? I'd just did. We are inevitably going to be dead in a couple of weeks, but we have a world as a playground. I'd like to go. And Let's I'd not spend our time mating. <laughs> Let's go and run about shopping centres. Go into places we never we were allowed to go before. Bollock naked, walking up and down spa just because you can. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Well. I have such simple simple ambitions. That's why I want the the world to end just so I can kick about in Tesco and down at Silverburn with my clothes <laughs> up. <laughs> I tried it once before, but I got lifted. <laughs> to be honest, if the world ended. And you and Dirty Tesco, you probably still want to get fucking popped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, eight. Eight, I love this movie. I want to go. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight again. It's I on. Do. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix UK. Night of now. the Comet. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the, these two movies. We picked both these movies to go on specifically today uh, because May six is the uh, the meteor shower that's coming off the tail end of um, Haley's Comet. And it's called um, the Eta. I'm trying to get this right. Eta Aquarid. Aquarid. Eta Aquarid. It's a meteor shower, and it's caused by Halley's comet. And uh, it's and it's coming. It should be if the, uh, the skies are clear tonight. Then go out into your garden and have a look. Or don't, because you might get turned into. Oh, you might get turned into. Yeah, you might get turned into red dust or a zombie, or your trucks might come alive and run you down. In fact, do it because then I might walk about spa. Yes. Bolt naked. <laughs> So, so that was the link for tonight or today that were the comet. It's good, thank you. Comets do Comets fucked do up things. Fucked up things. Uh, now, are we, did, we, did you watch anything on Netflix this week? Uh, I've, I'm still on Daredevil, that's my season two, and uh, The Punisher has turned up, and I'm not entirely sure. I didn't even realise if he was a good guy or a bad guy, I'm not sure. But what I have started watching, I'm two episodes into, is Eye Zombie. Watch that? No. Just, uh, the first episode, I was like, I wasn't sure about it, but then it's actually alright, mm-hmm. and it's no a zombie show is like like The Walking Dead, which is crying. Uh, <laughs> but it's, shoe-horn, shoe-horn. But it's uh, no, it's completely different. Basically, she gets turned into some kind of zombie who I I, I can't really tell if she's a full zombie or if it's like she's it's different, so it's fun. Yeah, but she <laughs> works. She was a doctor, but then she's she's taking a job in the morgue to get away from everybody because she's dead, and um, she eats the brains. So she's got three brains because she doesn't get killing but so she eats brains. Is it post on a blonde lassie? Yeah. Oh, so then she can uh, she uses so then she because uh, she's at the brains she sees the memories of people so she can solve crimes. Oh. So it's quite it's quite funny. It's a comedy kind of show. It's good. Watch. Ah, it's worth it. Aye. We both watched He Never Died. Oh my God! We watched He Never Died. I'm definitely wanting to do an episode on that. He Never Died was so good. So that you've heard it here. We're going to do an episode. We're going to do it. We won't really talk about it now because we will do yeah, an episode. So. Yeah. Go watch it so when that episode comes out, for once you may actually know what we're talking about. We're just going to quote it, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to quote it all the way through. Mm. I love it. In fact, I want to quote my favourite bit now. When, when they get into the, the flat and he walks in and just dives right in the bed and she goes, So what do you want to do today? I'm doing it. <laughs> just like lying down. So it's like, That's man. So next time Lauren says to me, What are we doing today? I'm like, I'm doing it. So good. If I love that's it. not sold it for you, I don't know what will. So watch that. I don't think I watch. Do you know what? I, it's not a horror. I probably should admit to it, but see, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, it's outstanding. We really? were the first series, 
mainly I watched in one night and the second series is on it is so good it's she, what is it like a the last just like a sitcom is, yeah but it's they were it's like four lassies or five lassies but it's Kimmy Schmidt's the main one mm-hmm. they were held underground in a bunker by like some that raid mental cult leader who said that the world was in so he kept them in the bunker and they eventually escape so it's like her commit the world but all she's known is this bunker for so long it's I can't remember her name but she's in the American office I know yeah I know who, who she is and I've said to Lena that she's probably my biggest crush I don't know why she's just there's something weird about her but she's hilarious and it's definitely worth watching I've seen then it, go watch loads of times with blood and guts and slaughter yeah. but also watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I might get a go oh so you'll like it mm-hmm. that's good uh, now let's dive in to the well where the girl was found <laughs> and to the creepy corner <laughs> This week's conspiracy creepy corner, we're going to finally get round to talking about the girl in the well. The body of Eliza Lam, also known by her Cantonese name Lam Ho Yi, eh, was a 21-year-old Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, and she was recovered from a water tank atop the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles on the 19th of February 2013. She'd been reported missing at the beginning of the month, Maintenance workers at the hotel discovered the body when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply. Her disappearance had been widely reported. Interest had increased five days prior to her body's discovery when the LAPD released video of the last time she was known to have been seen on the day of her disappearance by an elevator security camera. In the footage, which we'll upload along with this episode, Lam is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator, talking and gesturing in the hallway outside and sometimes seeming to hide within the elevator, which itself appears to be malfunctioning. The video went viral on the internet, with many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. Explanations range from claims of paranormal involvement to the bipolar disorder from which Lam suffered. It has also been argued that tampering had occurred with the video. The circumstances of Lam's death when she was found also raised questions, especially in light of the Cecil's history in relation to other notable deaths and murders. Her body was naked, with most of her clothes and personal effects floating in the water near her. It took the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office four months after repeated delays to release the autopsy report, which reports no evidence of physical trauma and states that the cause of death was accidental. Guests at the Cecil sued the hotel over the incident and Lamb's parents filed a separate suit later that year. The latter was dismissed in 2015. Uh, So, yeah... You need to watch the video that we'll upload with this, and I don't understand what is going on. It's I don't think you n- nobody ever will. It's creepy. It's sad. It's unexplainable. It's the girl in a lift freaking out as if as if it's like a ghost or someone tormenting her, and then she gets found in a water like how did she get up in the water tank? How did I, I just I don't get it Watch, watching the video is so eerie yeah because she acts in a kind of does she act in a really strange manner I mean to begin with it looks as if like she could be hiding from someone and then there's a section later on where she comes out and she uh, she moves her hands in a really kind of strange funny way that's not yeah it's not normal, normal. yeah 
There's a there's a YouTube video online that you can find, and it's um by a a, a YouTube user called Top Fives, and it gives the top five um reasons or possible explanations for this video. Conspiracies behind So uh, number one is pretty straightforward that she was murdered by a hotel worker or a hotel guest. Why does the camera or the elevator camera not pick up the the murderer? But just because they never come in the lift, I don't. The, the lift doesn't seem to move anywhere either. It never, it never. She presses buttons and it never goes. So it must have been broken. I don't know. But it seems like she's she's hiding from something. But because you never see it, and she's hiding the lift, and she's reacting as if something is there with her that you can't see. Yeah. The second um, possible explanation is the Illuminati. Now you need to watch the YouTube video, the top five YouTube video uh, thing to to. I didn't write the whole thing down because it's quite complicated. They go into everything about the Illuminati. The triangles are all over the place, and and uh, and everything else. And it's like, well, with all due respect to the girl who who has who did die, she's not really anybody. There's no reason yeah, for somebody to conspiracy kill her. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Um, the third uh, possible explanation is mental illness. Um, she she did suffer from yeah, uh, some mental illnesses. Um, this to the I say this top five explanation tries to suggest that a medication that she takes for a mental illness creates hallucinations, uh, and that's just completely bonkers. Why would you take? Why would medication take to cure your mental illness? Give you, give you another more. mental illness yeah. that just doesn't. That's not. That doesn't happen. They don't say what medication she was on, so I'm calling bullshit in that one. But what the toxicology report was, it was negative. So there was no illegal drugs. She wasn't taking anything. She wasn't on any you know ecstasy or cocaine or acid or anything. Like they said that it's not it's not hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, but there was nothing showed up. Um the fourth possible explanation is possession, paranormal forces. Um they they say that when she goes in the lift she presses and people have looked and said specifically she presses uh, the, the numbers fourteen, ten, seven, four and B and then they try and claim that these are all uh relating to Bible verses um from John where uh and everyone uh revolves around water each of the verse revolves mm. around water and then obviously she ultimately ended up in a water tank I think that's looking too far into it I, I don't think that's the case at all um, although some of her actions later on in the video when she's out she moves her hands in that kind of abnormal kind of state could you know you could argue that's some kind of possession the way she's moving I think it's possession see anytime I watch it I think I, d- I don't believe in ghosts but I also do I think there's some demonic some kind happening. of parallel yeah. Or paranormal explanation. I mean, like they they say um, the movie Dark Water, uh, it's uh, it was made a couple years before this happened, like two thousand and five or so. That was an that was an American remake of an earlier uh, Asian movie, film, movie, yeah. and it's essentially the same thing. That ghosts are dead bodies in the water tank in the roof, and the ghost is haunting the hotel. Um, it's eerily creepy, similar uh, to that. Unless it's like a copycat guy that's maybe. Obsessed yeah. But it's also a strange movie to get obsessed with to try and yeah. to recreate, isn't it? Um, number five, and this is one I've written out, right? Because this is something that uh, Liam said he'd be, that he'd be willing to try. <laughs> so if any <laughs> user out there are willing to try this, or if you've ever heard of this, because I've never heard of this, uh, give it a go and let us know if uh, if a demon kills you. <laughs> it's called the elevator ritual, and basically what you do is you need a building with an elevator uh, that's at least ten floors. And you get in in an empty lift at the first floor, press 4. And then when you get to the fourth floor, press 2. 
when you get to the second floor you press 6, when you get to the 6th floor press 10 and then you press 5 and when you get to the 5th floor a young woman will walk into the lift. When she does you're not allowed to speak to her, you're not allowed to look at her. Then you press 1. If the lift goes up to 10 instead of 1 then then it's all going well. If the lift starts to move towards floor 1 you need to get out the lift ASAP. You need to press one of the buttons on the floor from floor 5 to floor 1 and get out that lift. If it goes to 10, when you reach floor 10 you can exit the lift. And when you try and exit the lift the woman will ask you where are you going. Do not answer her, do not look at her. And then when you exit the lift you will be in another world where only you will exist. And they say that people will then potentially pass out when this happens uh, and then when they wake up they'll be in a completely different place. I wouldn't want to try it. That's like, it's like looking in the mirror and saying Candyman three times or Bloody Mary. I don't do it. I don't do it, but exactly. I, I don't think anyone would do just that. in case. Uh, I'll always sell a magpie just in case. The lift one, if you're somewhere with ten floors, the chances are as soon as you press one floor, it will start going to a different one. Some will go on. So you need to do it like three in the morning when there's nobody up. I wouldn't do most things at three in the morning in case <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> <laughs> would you try it? And I'd, I would. You would do it, and then I would. You would do all the floors and that. You'd be up and doing it, and I would just run upstairs and meet you in the tenth floor and see if you can. We should out. record an episode as we're doing it. And then you'll be you'll be the next Elisa Lamb. You'll be in the lift giving it all. <laughs> you know, creeping that, looking at the but window. But then the listeners heard it all first. They were they were party. Part of your I, death. Honestly, I think it's a demonic thing. I don't know what it is. I think it's potentially mental illness. Potentially, I don't know. Just. Which makes, I, don't, I really don't know and you'll never know and that's the sad thing because you'll never ever know unless he comes out and it's all a joke <laughs> it's because she's like a, a, an upstanding student you think right she probably wasn't on drugs yeah alright she had mental health but why why would they be about to kill her from but it could have been oppor- like it could have been opportunistic and that the, the, the guy the, whoever killed her I mean it doesn't necessarily mean that she was killed for a reason people can get killed for no reason but it's usually someone you know yeah, it usually is yeah but watch the video yeah make your own mind up about it we are stumped yep let us know what you think yeah uh, and come up with ideas for if you hear more weird stories like this and you think ah I wonder if Liam Scott would like to talk about this absolutely send them to us send them to us at all the usual places uh, you can like our Facebook page it's facebook forward slash uh, Scott and Liam versus Evil we've also uh, started a Facebook group I think it's easier to communicate with people so if you want to join that group it's uh, I think it's, it's public so just join away just add in and it's just Scott and Liam versus Evil just search for it on Facebook uh, we're on Twitter and we are at Scott and Liam versus and that's versus VS not the, the word and you can also get us on email at Scott and Liam versus Evil at hotmail.com yeah. and uh, if you checked out the alternative commentary last week and liked it or have any opinions on it please let us know because we'd like to do them again in the future let us know which movies you would like to hear us do commentary over the top and we want to know well we'd like to think that you're enjoying it so yeah gracias por su atención y adios cheers